Good morning, everybody. It's really fab to be with you all this morning. Where you fit on three slides, that's absolutely amazing. It's really good to be with you. May God bless you today. Um, at the Stowe, when we gather on a Sunday, we uh, use some uh, sort of headings from Lectio 365, which is the prayer app from the 24-7 prayer movement. I don't know if any of you have come across or use that. If you're looking for a new daily devotional or way of praying, I recommend Lectio 365 as a way of digging in, maybe even as a community. So when the Stowe gathers on a Sunday, the Stowe prays, and they might not even know that because we don't always make it that explicit. We sometimes say it and we sometimes it's just goes along in the background. But today here, we thought we'd pattern ourselves in that way. So today we're going to P, we're going to pause to pray. We're going to R, we're going to rejoice. We're going to A, we're going to ask God, what are you saying to us today? We're going to why, we're going to yield, we're going to say yes to Jesus today. And then finally, we're going to S, we're going to be sent out. That's the, the Stowe's extra bit that we added on for those who use Lectio 365. So right at the beginning of our time right now, we're just going to take a moment to pause. And just when I was thinking about that this morning, it felt like sometimes we call Sunday our Sabbath, don't we? And we pattern the beginning of the week by pausing and resting. And so at the beginning of our worship this morning, we pause and have a mini Sabbath. It may only be 20 or 30 seconds, but it patterns in our lives are resting from our busyness and are recognising that God is God and God is here with us. So let's pause as much as possible to be still in our bodies. Lots of us are that already. We're sat still. But also to be still in our mind. And in Lectio 365, it says we pause to be still. We breathe deeply. And we gather our scattered senses upon the presence of God who's here with us now. I encourage you to take this as a moment of rest, a moment of Sabbath in God's presence. We don't have to be doing anything to be recipients of his love. It's just extended to us because he loves us. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I've got a couple of little Bible readings I want to bring to us that are sort of going to, there's a lot going on this morning. And I kind of wonder if these two little verses are like threads that will go through the whole morning. So I'm going to read, they're probably, you know, you're all over these already, I expect. I'm going to read first of all from Genesis chapter 12, verses one to three. And then um, 
Luke 10 verses 27. So here is Genesis chapter 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonours you, I will curse. And in all the families of the earth and in all the fa- and, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And the second verse is from Luke chapter 10, verse 27. And Luke frames this at the beginning of the telling of the story of the Good Samaritan. And so a lawyer's come to Jesus to test him. Now shall you inherit eternal life, the lawyer asks. And Jesus says, what's written in the law? How do you read it? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbour as yourself. And Jesus says, you've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Well, my prayer is that we might know life today. We might know life in all its fullness. We might know the life that Jesus offers us. So digging into what it means to love God, love our neighbours, we love ourselves. You know, let's dig into that a bit today because that sounds good. In a week of lockdown, let's really live. We're going to share a little bit about the stow. Owen and I are going to say a couple of things and we're hoping that um, after that, after this little section, that some other people within the stow family will share some things. So we're going to start just saying, what is this, this stow? And um, Owen read for us at the beginning of when we paused, read two key Bible verses. And we sort of, as you said, there are kind of golden thread going through the verses about the call to Abraham to bless and about loving our neighbour. And those will be kind of underpinning what we're saying here. So the Stow, as I alluded to just now, we are uh, a church that's been birthed by God on a new housing estate in Swindon and we are people who feel called to bless and this came about about 13 years ago now yeah about 13 years ago uh, I was in a Baptist minister's prayer meeting and one of the other Baptist ministers locally in Swindon asked us to pray for a new housing estate that was going to be built and I hadn't heard of it but Uh, We bent our head to pray. And as I bent my head to pray, I had this phenomenal kind of encounter with God where this sounds very grandiose, but I had my own little personal Abrahamic Abrahamic calling where I thought God say to me, I want you and your family to go and move to that estate. It wasn't built yet, but I felt that we were called as a family to go and move to this new place and I tested that call obviously with all sorts of people Um, and uh, there was about 14 months between then and when 
the first house was built and during that time as I shared and prayed with people a little team of three other happened to be couples three other couples joined me and my husband and our four teenagers who lived here at the time and I began to pray uh, with other local ministers and I began to engage with the um, the council and other people in this who were in this area who were going to be engaging in this area and other Christians locally called us the church planting group as we became this little group who were going to engage in this new estate but actually what I really felt was that God had called us to bless I did believe that a church would emerge here because we were a new area and I felt God was calling us to that but overall I felt that God was calling us to come and bless maybe not all the families on earth but to bless the families on these this new estate and uh A little bit later, I'll share a couple of minutes on what that looked like and how that was embodied. But we were called to unconditionally bless, and that has been really key for us. Owen. I'm coming, I'm coming. Here we go. (laughs) So. Am I unmuted? I am. So as a church of a, a community of people who sort of journeying together in faith emerged. So we would say the Stowe Church kind of emerged. And then there was this sense of there are these things that God is calling us to, this way of being. And uh, we gathered one day and we wrote down all those things that we thought were really important that God was calling us to on pieces of sticky paper. And we put them all over the table, then we grouped them together. And they became what we call the DNA of the stove. And one clever person at the stove put them together into this heart that I'm hoping you're able to see on the screen now. These are the things that we call the DNA. This isn't a list of things really that we're doing so much as this is who we're called to be. And it, of course, works itself out in things that we do. So I wanted to show you some of the things that when we come together, we can spend our time doing. And so in November, the night that Boris announced lockdown two, uh, I don't know about you, but it was also sort of Halloween, I think. And um, the Stowe engages in that by being part of the local community running pumpkin carving competitions and pumpkin uh, trails. And that's what we did this year. And I don't know how you feel about all of that. We want to bring light in the darkness. And it was definitely a dark time of year in lots of ways, physically dark because it's November. There was the impending announcement of Mm -hmm. lockdown two. And there was whatever was going on with it being Halloween. So into that, we want to to bring light. And my pumpkin in the middle there looks like it might. Someone, I asked them if they could read it. And they said, light defeats pork. And it's not quite. Light doesn't defeat, light defeats dark. (laughs) Was what I tried to carve in very cleverly with my drill, but it didn't quite work. But there we had a pumpkin trail around the community and we served 
soup and we gave out little sheets for people to follow and look at how people had decorated their houses all the way around the community. And it was a wonderful way of um, trying to enact this thing. I love the comment that I think Bernice might have said about the Holy Spirit doesn't socially distance. I think that what we're doing in lockdown and through this whole pandemic is we've had to be physically distant, but socially connected, socially close. And so this was a way in which we could still socially connect in with our neighbours and near where we live, there's a brand new housing estate being built. And on the bridge by where those new houses are being built, you, could, you might be able to see some of them just in the background. We put these pumpkins as a sign of God's blessing of hope over this new community. Just one or two other things, just to quickly sort of whet your appetite and say, oh, this is what laying down our lives, unconditionally blessing, loving our neighbour looks like in the community that we're in. I also get the privilege of leading a little running group called Wichelstow Runners. And uh, it, ha- it started after someone said to me, oh, it'd be good if we could run every week, Owen, after I'd asked that person if we could run one Saturday. And he said, oh, yeah, we could run every week. And that felt like permission from our community to start a running club. He said, oh, I'd love to do that. We could do it next week if you like. And if you don't mind, I'll invite other people and out of that, Wichelstow Runners has emerged. And here's some of us at the top of a very steep hill. You can see it's right at the top. And we've just been practicing running up this incredibly steep hill uh, in preparation for doing a half marathon on New Year's Day. And that's a wonderful thing. Well, I really enjoy Wichelstow Runners. Another thing that happened this Christmas was, we I don't know, you might do blessing baskets. That might be a thing that Alton does, I don't know. Um, we've tended to do some hampers around Christmas, but we didn't really know how it was going to happen. It just felt like it was one thing too far for us this year. You know how you feel like, oh, there's these things I should do, but I'm just exhausted. And we have to lay down that guilt at the stove. We don't want to feel this guilt, guilt of I should do and stuff. And then someone from our local community said to me, Owen, are you doing hampers this year? Because I'd love to help out. And I was like, great, go for it. And off her own back, she contacted lots of supermarkets, which I could never have done, and got lots of things donated. And she said, what I'll do, Owen, is I'll make them up into hampers and you can go and distribute them to the families that you know could really appreciate a hamper. And I think we made, she made about 20 hampers that all looked like this, way better than I could make them look and way filled with things. And it was a sign of... God's complete blessing in all of this, partnering with people from our community uh, and being able to bless. And then just lastly, uh, before I hand back to Ali, another thing that we organise this Christmas is um, every Christmas we tend to sort of decorate the community with little gifts. And we say, God, what is your word to the community this Christmas? What are you saying? And we sensed this year that there was something about God's present to us was his presence and that felt quite corny but we made these are my ones which were really bad boxes <laughs> but we made these little boxes and we put uh, tea lights in them and then we wrapped them up and we decorated them ar- and we put them all around the community very late at night and early in the morning before anyone got up and then in the morning people would get up and they would walk around the community and they would find these things and they would take them in and hopefully they're a sign of God's blessing to them. And uh, so this screen here is my last one. 
This was such a big activity that the snow did. This was me hanging one of mine from a lamppost. So you can see it there in its waterproof bag. It was on a really rainy day. And we got lots of feedback on the local Facebook pages. And this was just an example of two people thanking us. And the little label says, have you found treasure in unexpected places this year? Gifts in unexpected circumstances. Uh, the stow is remembering that although things are different, Jesus is still present. We pray this lights up your Christmas and brings you hope. And there's a surprise inside. And the other one talks about how there was a, a, a Christmas, like a tea light inside and people could light that and they could come and listen to some carol singing where people from the stow went and stood on a hill overlooking the community and sang a blessing like the angels singing over the community. So those are the ways that, some of the ways in which we organise to be a blessing. Ali's going to share some other things now. Thank you, Owen. Yeah, Owen shared some ways in which we have all got together and done kind of organised activities and organised events. And you might be sitting there thinking, well, that's that's great, but, you know, I'm not really, I'm not a leader in the community. <clears throat> I can't organise um I can't organise big things like that. So, but it's not all about that. For us, it's also about loving your neighbour and being friends in a very informal and incarnational kind of a way. And these two things coexist. And Jesus says in John 15, I call you friends. And we really believe that God is calling us to be friends and to embody this whole loving our neighbour thing. So what does that look like for us to simply be friends? For us, it feels like moving from a kind of professional relationship, a professional client relationship with people in our community. So, you know, sometimes how we can be the church, capital T, capital C, and then there is the people and there's a sort of a distance. So what would it look like if we had just embodied Christ and embodied his attitude of just being friends with people in our community so what does that look like well we've already heard from I've forgotten who it was but who shared uh, I think it was Tina who shared that people came along to the um to the carols the carols that you did and sometimes we don't know the effect that we're having do we and so one of the things I think about being a friend is that when I'm out and about and walking in the community I always try and smile and say hello or good morning and it's interesting how those we can just start to build up friendships with people, how people talk back and you begin to have a little chat. You begin to become friends. We're journeying together in this community and I want to just immerse myself as a regular person living here in in what's going on here. I don't want to be having my I don't want to be thinking, oh, this is a place God's called me to, but I'm going to live my life somewhere else. So when a hairdresser opened here, for instance, and this will might mean more to the women than, than the men, although that might be being very sexist, uh, I moved my hairdresser to the one that had opened here because I wanted to be immersed in this community, to be part of this, to hang out with people here. So I met local people when I was at the, the hairdressers and I'd have a chat with them. We had a, uh, a pub restaurant open here and rather than going out of our area, into a different area if uh, me or my family wanted to go out and eat we'd go there to the local place so that we were being friends with the local landlords and the people who run the pub and also bumping into people 
this for me has been really important because especially at the beginning when uh, my husband and me and the rest of our family, we were the first people to live here and we didn't come in as that kind of professional, hello, I'm the minister and I've arrived now. We just came in as we're the Bolton family and we've, we've moved in and made friends with people. And we found that as we visited people and said hello and met people in the street, that people began to make friends with us. And um, we're a very mixed community. And in all communities, there are some people who struggle. And people started to get in touch with me, not because I was the Reverend Alison Bolton, minister of a church, but just because I was Ali. I was their friend and their neighbour. And people in all kinds of difficult situations got in touch and chatted. Or they wanted their internet and TV connected. And they got in touch about that. But there were just ways of being friends. And I'd encourage you, whatever your position is in leadership uh, or or just a member of the church, be friends, love your neighbours, get out there and do things. Do do the organised things as well and do join in and support those. But don't underestimate what it means to just embody that whole DNA of friendship with our neighbours. We're just segmenting now into the next section. I'm saying that partly for Owen's benefit. Uh, where we're going to begin to share and I'm going to share some ways of what does this what does this look like for us to embody who God is for us to embody being Christ-like in our communities and um, I said earlier that we're called to bless what does that actually look like I didn't float around the community going oh I'm just I'm just blessing I'm just called to bless and just float around and not do anything it has to be embodied in some kind of real way doesn't it that people see it so I prayed and I wondered God what does it look like to embody that theology of blessing to embody that call to bless in this community so when we moved in we felt what God was calling us to do was to go and visit everybody as they moved in with an unconditional gift. And in some way or other, and it sounds a bit weird, but in some way or other to embody that unconditional blessing of God with an unconditional welcome basket. And so it was unconditional because Uh, Although they had information about me in there, who I was, my telephone number, where I lived, had to contact me on Facebook. I didn't ask for anything back. I simply said, I'm Ali. I'm a local minister. I'm your neighbour. I'm a Baptist minister, but I'm here to serve all faiths and none. And we gave this moving in day gift to everyone as they moved in. And it wasn't to create contacts or to get people to come to church or anything like that. It was just to bless people and to embody what the blessing of God looks like in our community. And so that's a way in which which we've uh, embodied blessing and embodied that call to lay down our lives for this community. And Owen is going to share something about what loving God and loving our neighbour looks like. And then I was going to ask Chloe. Yeah, I was going to, but something's just grabbed my attention. Oh, you're going to do something else? That's okay. I don't know who Alex and Flory are, but their little screen is on my screen. And you know when someone's screen moves, it sort of attracts your attention. It's looking out down the street. And I sort of felt like that was quite symbolic in a way. All of us are like looking inwards at one another's face. Yeah, there we go. Bring it on. Brilliant. Alex and Flory have turned their laptop around to look out at their neighbours and at their community and at their street. 
And I sort of wonder, hello there, Alex or Florrie. Hello. Sort of wonder if that's a little bit of a sign of what God's saying to us here. Turn your attention. Look out. Look out at your neighbours and at those people who are around you. And the way that you're going to love God and the way that you're going to love yourself is by loving your neighbour here. What does it, well, I just, I'm really excited about that, Alex and Florrie. Sorry. It just, yeah, I just want to pray about that if that's okay. Lord, I thank you for each of the people on three different screens here. And I thank you that you call us to come together to worship you. But I thank you that within the midst of us all looking at one another, there's been this screen turned around that showed us the streets in our community. And it felt like you're saying, remember, love your neighbour. Amen. And that's just exactly what I was going to talk about at this bit here. And this feels like it. Lord, would you would you keep speaking to us about what it might mean for Alex and Florrie to pray and love their neighbours, but not just those two, but each of us and not just those at Alton Baptist Church, but me here at the Stowe and those of us here in Swindon at the Stowe. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. We're going to call now, see if Chloe would like to share something about what God has or how she's been engaging in the community and what God's been saying to her. Chloe's our intern for the year at the Stowe. <laughs> so well, let's hope she's unmuting. I'm going to share. She's Yardley. She's in the Yardley Walk group for those who are spotlighting. Um, as Ali said, I'm interning. Um, I'm like in Wichelstow now, hanging with the lovely Miles family. Um, so looking at how we're blessing or influencing um, the community, one of the main things for me um, coming in new here has been um, being a community that loves first and asks questions later. Um, like that is always the instinct in every friendship or event or just um, saying hi, like no strings attached, just um, that willingness to be open and love people, uh, whether that's um, in our craft bombing, just bring some light and um, joy and creativity with the message of Jesus on the inside or whether that's um, just walking with people and hearing their stories. Uh, I've really loved <laughs> um, the, the friendships and the light and hope of that. Um, and I think the great thing about that is that it's not just blessing the community, it's blessing everyone who's involved, having uh, a great time seeing God at work in that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. That's fab. Thank you for sharing that. And those words that she said about being a loving first, asking questions later community has been something that Owen and I have really been affected by, that she's said that and now feel really called to ensure that is value <laughs> that we're living into and that is continues to be uh, the right thing. Um, I think there's someone else who's going to go next. I think... Was 
I think she might be. <laughs> Is that Helen? Is Helen thinking she might share something? Helen, welcome. Everyone. Um, I'm Helen and I don't live on the estate but have really seen ways in which a sense of God calling me and, and making opportunity for me to live out that DNA, um, particularly with a group of friends of mine who I've met through different local art projects and very much the journey of that has felt like embodying one of the stow DNA which we call uh, stepping into the next pool of light which at first I thought it sounded really exciting like that um, when you sometimes have that sense that kind of feeling of light around uh, just God being in something and um, to be there to pursue it and so there kept being these little instances where I thought oh, I feel like God's really in this with these people and this particular group and just developing those friendships and but as time went on I came to realize part of that um, DNA was about often feeling in the dark not being able to see the full road ahead but just responding in faith at, at the little kind of spots of light and over the years that's grown into a little um, I called it a supper club I just wanted to get people together for dinner um, and make it sound a bit more exciting but there are a few of us now where the friendships have really developed and um, there's just been chance to embody lots of those kind of elements of the DNA, in part just myself um, being authentic, not perfect, which is another of our DNA, and just being able to share my life um, and my faith with people um, kind of together as a group and in those individual friendships. And um, in some ways, it's felt like, oh, this isn't quite um, normal sort of witch or story activity or, or what other kind of people in the state seem to be doing but just coming to realize this is um the place that God's put me and um the ways I can live out those things there thank you Helen and we particularly wanted Helen to share today because she doesn't live on the estate here and perhaps there's some of you guys at Alton who are feeling like oh I'm not really right in the center of what Alton Baptist Church are doing I, I live in a slightly different place but I think God's still calling us wherever we are to really embody what he's called us to and to embody the values and the calling that he's put on our lives so wherever you are and however you feel uh connected or, or maybe slightly on the outside you can still go for this and just the last thing I'm going to say before I pass over to Owen is we none of this are doing this in our own strength Helen talked about stepping into the pool of light and we're just joining in with what God is already doing in whatever strength or weaknesses we have. And I really praise God for that. And thank you so much to those who've been brave enough to share this morning with this, this large group of people you don't know. So thank you for that. Going to pass over to Owen, who's going to talk about how we yield and respond. Yeah, thank you, Ali. And thank you, those from the Stowe for sharing this morning. Um, so at the beginning, I read a little verse from Genesis. And just a little reminder, the Lord says to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And you might go, well, that's all right, Owen, but we like we cannot leave our own country. We cannot even leave our estate. We're not really supposed to go anywhere at the moment. So what 
are you on about bringing us a story of Abraham having to travel 1600 miles when going more than six miles at the moment might get me a thousand pound fine let's not I'm not encouraging you to break lockdown rules that's not what it's about but I kind of think we're what 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 was happening to Abraham there was he was traveling from the known and the secure he had to leave behind his country his people his father's household everything that gave his life a purpose and a structure and a identity and he was being called to leave it all behind to journey to a place that God would show him and so God's going to be with him on this journey going yeah this way this way and in that respect I feel like it's really relevant to us today we're journeying from a known into a new unknown and we've been journeying in this unknown for quite some time just like Abraham and his family would have been it wasn't an overnight it's a long-term thing But along the way, this call to be a people who bless goes with them. It isn't that hunker down. It is now live this life that you're being called to along this journey in this place of uncertainty, in this time of traveling from the known to the unknown. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. And... I must admit, when I heard the word being an influence as the title, I confess here, a bit of me went, ooh, I don't like that word. Because it felt like a power word to me, like um, I just watched the Godfather film. And now if you've seen The Godfather, it's about the mafia. And there was a man who had a lot of influence. But if you didn't do what he'd say, he would have you... um, got rid of or you you know your life and I was like oh I I don't want to be an influencer like that man from the mafia influences community and stuff and I was thinking oh what how am I called to be an influencer and I remembered this bit from Philippians and at the stow we've been really dwelling with this I'm going to call this into a prayer and then into a why don't you it says in Philippians chapter to two that we should have the same attitude as Jesus Christ who though he was in the form of God didn't count equality with God as something to be grasped but he emptied himself taking the form of a servant and it goes on but in those two passages Abraham leaving the known and traveling to the unknown and Jesus leaving heaven and coming to earth, which we've just celebrated at Christmas. He left behind everything, all the privileges, and he traveled and took the form of a servant. And in our blessing to be a, in our being blessed to be a blessing, there's something in those two places, in the fragility of lockdown and of pandemic, in the uncertainty and nervousness in the shedding of power and of control, maybe there's something of that in which we enter into the place that Christ was and in the place that Abraham was called to be. And that through that, Abraham was blessed to be a blessing and Christ, the blessed one, was a blessing to us. I'm going to bring that as our prayer. And then I've got a little question for you. Father God, I pray that you would pour out your blessings on each one of us, that in this time of fragility, 
in this time of uncertainty, in this time of shedding what was known and of what we can control into a time of unknown and uncertainty. We thank you that you are with us, that you are leading us. And that even in this place, and perhaps especially in this place, as we look to you, Jesus, we see that you became nothing, emptied yourself and became like a servant. Following the rules that other people set. And in that place, you found a whole existence of blessing, pouring out your love on all that you met. Holy Spirit. We pray that that same spirit that Jesus had might rest upon us. That as you call us like Abraham to leave the unknown and go into the unknown, that you call us, you say, you're you're blessed. Now go and be a blessing. Lord, would you uh, would you let the things fall from our eyes like Paul had? So that he could really see and help us to see like the turning of the laptop to face the outside and face the neighbours. Would you help us to see those that you're calling us to bless, come alongside, be friends with, to love our neighbours. Lord, in lockdown, to love ourselves, to be kind to ourselves and Lord, to continue to love you. Ask these things in Jesus name. Amen. Bernice tells me that you have a thing called why don't you so i don't feel cheeky giving you a little challenge because bernice tells me that that's what you do <laughs> an idea for people to try out over the week we do now, we do honest yeah there we go so i wonder if there's you might have gone oh right owen and uh, what i've heard you and ali and helen and Chloe and others from the stow talk about and things there's something i want to pick up on and i want you kind of to hold that in your But if you haven't and you're struggling, what does that look like? Where's my starting point? Well, I wonder if this week it might start by prayer, asking God, reorientate my view. Where am I looking at? Like the laptop at Alex and Flores. Turn my attention, Lord. Who are you calling me to look out at? Who are you calling me to be prayerfully considering this week? Is it my neighbours on my street, like Alex and Florrie, turning to look at their neighbours? Maybe you're going to commit to pray for those on your street every day this week. And as you do that, what do you notice? Who are you drawn to? Who are the people that you linger over praying for for longer than others? Ask God, what, God, what, what, why, why is that? Notice who you know reasonably well and you can pray for by name and about particular circumstances. Maybe notice those that you don't even know who they are. You just go those at number 36. Lord, would you bless them? Notice that. Sense what God's heart is putting in your heart as you pray for them. Ask God to to give you that sense of the things that you should be praying to pray for ask God to show you how he feels about these people and pray into that you could walk your street that's allowed but if you feel like whoa Owen I ain't going outside my gate then I heard someone this week who did a google street view prayer walk 
And if you're technically minded, you could use Google Maps and turn it into Street View and you could press forward. And as you go, you could pray for your neighbours. Maybe you could over the course of a week, you might pray for a whole set of your streets around where you live. Why don't you this week pray for your neighbours and ask God, what does it mean for me to love these people? Develop a love for them and maybe begin to show that love for them this week. Amen.